0: The ATP Finals have begun, and Dominic Team looks as though he is going to be the one to beat. Maybe it's Novak Djokovic as well, but Team with a big win over Rafael Nadal, making his claim for the year-end Finals title. Who knows what is going to happen? It's the best eight players in the world going head-to-head. Tennis might all be in Melbourne next year. We don't know. Things look are uh, looking good for all Melbournians. After a tough year in lockdown, we might get all the tennis as well. So that might help. But will players be allowed into Australia? Who knows? It's uh, it's looking very quizzical at the moment. But also, another Australian tennis player making a significant career change. We'll get to that on Breakpoint Podcast. Val Febbo here with you chatting all things tennis. are fullest High-performance coach of the stars is going to join us today from the tennis menu, uh, but we can't do the show without this legend in Joel Frucci. Joel, how are you?
1: Yeah, going well, Val. Sun shining in Melbourne. We've been talking tennis all morning. The night's play has been absolutely brilliant and uh, yeah, long may it continue, or at least for the next hour or so anyway
0: yeah well it sure has and i think um and and looking at the tournament so far at the atp finals dominic team with a three set win over stephen Tsitsipas city pass in day 1 of group london 2020 and then uh, a straight sets win over rafael nadal uh, overnight 7-6 7-6 in an epic display. I thought the way that he played was uh, was sublime, really. Um, and then Stefano Tsitsipas coming back from the brink against Andre Rublev um, was down a match point in the third set. Probably could have had it done in straight um, and then won that 8-6 in the third set tiebreaker. Nadal over Rublev in the opening match as well. And in the uh, in Group Tokyo 1970, it was Djokovic over Schwarzman in straight to start the tournament. And it was Daniel Medvedev in the Paris uh, final rematch over Alexander Zverev in straight set. So continuing his dominance over the German there. But um, what have you made of the tournament so far, Joel? And, um, and yeah, what do you think?
1: Well, a lot of the big players have probably done what we expected them to do, or in, in some respects, they've proved us wrong yet again. Um, the, Always. The guy that's proved us wrong, yeah, well, yeah, the guy that, that's proved us wrong being Rafael Nadal. He, he really did turn back the pot against Andre Rublev. Couldn't get the job done against Dominic team, but so far for Novak Djokovic, I mean, he easily dispatched Diego Schwartzman. And at the moment, we're really thinking. Um, you know, this is a guy that is just doing what he what he does best. Um, moving into uh, the second match against uh, Daniel Medvedev, for him, and that's going to be really decisive, I think, as to who wins that group. Because we really like both these guys uh, and um, what they've what they've been bringing to this this final series. We've been talking about it on uh, a lot about it on the the Tennis Many Daily Show. Go check it out on on YouTube and Facebook. But um, yeah, it's interesting as well. We we've been talking a bit about Dominic Team and. Potentially, him really kind of breaking that mould. I think the big three will always be the big three, but you know he's really starting to assert himself now, and he's the first player through to the semi-finals, and he's done it in in brilliant style. He's beaten Stefano Tsitsipas, and he's beaten Dominic, Ten- um, <laughs> Dominic, Ten- he's beaten um, <laughs> uh, Rafael Nadal as well. And going into the, the final match against Andre Rublev, you'd almost have to say that he's looking good to it to win all three group matches.
0: Yeah, and um, well, Rublev beat him in Vienna a few weeks ago, and uh, I think team team didn't really seem on that day, but um, I think he seems absolutely on now, and he's lifting for the big occasions. And um, yeah, it's it's been an amazing year from Dominic Team. Funnily, the most amazing year of his career coming on a hard court or coming on the hard yeah. courts. Um, he's played eight matches on clay throughout the entire year, which I find unbelievable. He's um, only really played the two clay court tournaments, so. He's just been—he's been phenomenal with what he's been able to do in um in 2020 Australian Open final, um U.S. Open win, um and now he's into the semis again at the ATP Finals. So the way that he's gone about his business has been phenomenal. But Joel, um, looking at what I mentioned before as well, we'll um we'll park this for a little, we'll park this for a little bit, and I'll get your tips towards the end of the show, but. All of tennis looks as though it's probably going to be in Melbourne next year, or when the Australian summer hits. Players said to or so arrive. We think. Yeah, or so we think. Anyway, um, news corp reporting that during the week. But I think what what is supposed to happen for this to occur is that the players will arrive halfway through December, and then they'll quarantine for two weeks, and then they'll be able to join the Melbourneian community. Um, in in their own way or however they want to. They're, but Craig Tiley said that they want to buy a secure bubble um, that they're investing about $33 million on. Um, so it, it's all it's all very expensive That and what needs to happen. But Lucas Lachko has just come out and tweeted uh, about 20 minutes before we started the show um, that the rumour has it the players won't be able to enter Australia in December. And this is um the ATP player relations that have sent an email to the players... Dear dear players and team members, in discussions with Tennis Australia over the past 24 hours, we've been informed that there are some new challenges around the previously planned arrival dates for players and team members. We continue to work with Tennis Australia on confirming plans for January, and we'll provide an update as soon as more information is available in the coming days. We understand that there is uncertainty about the start of the 2021 season. We're working as hard as possible to deliver the best possible calendar of events to players, Maximising points, jobs, and prize money opportunities. Please do not hesitate to contact us with any questions. ATP Player Relations. So this opens up a whole new can of worms. <laughs> a yeah, whole awesome. new can of worms. If they're not allowed to come in December, we might as well like. Th- there's no point even. It, there's no point even starting the season when it's supposed to. You might as well push it back a couple of weeks.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that would have to be the that would that would really be the only feasible option because if players aren't allowed into the country uh, until January and they have to do their two weeks quarantine, which looks all but a certainty, I mean I'm sure they'll be able to to practice, but um, I mean you, you have to you have to assume that those those events can't can't be. Can't be staged. The lead-up events did the Australian Open, so we're probably going to have to push back uh, a little bit, which again, um, you know, kind of puts some time pressures on the calendar uh, straight away. So, look, it's yeah, it's a it's clearly a really delicate topic, and, and clearly there are a lot of uh, issues that that still need to be worked with um, or worked around rather. So, yeah, um, all you can really say is that there's a lot still to play out, and it's going to be an interesting month and a half going into the end of the year
0: it really is and I think tennis news generally stops pretty quickly after the ATP finals and Davis Cup are run and won but now um now I think with with just the sheer uncertainty that we've got who knows what we're going to get here and and what we're going to what we're going to be experiencing come January is a selfish Melbourneian. I hope that all tennis is in Melbourne um, because that's just going to mean more for us. We can go more um, if we're allowed in anyways. Um, that, That's that's the next problem. Our crowd's going to be allowed in. We've had 19 consecutive days now of zero cases and zero deaths of coronavirus here in Melbourne so or in Victoria. So things are looking good in that sense, considering where we were a few months ago when we were doing this show and how bad the demeanour was. But things are starting to open up now. So generally I, I think looking at this I think that we're um, I think that there's a there should be a lot of excitement about the tournament but Daniel Andrews, our premier said things aren't set in stone yet um so yeah it's um it's it's a really interesting one i, I don't know I don't yeah. know what's going to happen this this is this tweet has kind of just sort of shocked me a little bit in terms of I, I don't understand what we're going to get now.
1: Yeah, it's definitely thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. But having said that, I'm fairly confident that the AO will, will happen and that uh, it will happen with some sort of crowd there because, I mean, even Martin Pakula MP about a month ago was telling us on the show, it's just the Australian Open is so important just to the lifeblood of, of not only Australian sport, but in Victoria, in, in Melbourne. I mean, it's such, a, it's such an important event and... You know, after what we've what the the actual city, the state has been through with that second lockdown, a really harsh, dogged lockdown that lasts, lasted for essentially four months. The Australian Open can really act as a, a catalyst to kind of restart the the local economy um, and I, I, I suppose the local social scene, if you like, as well. Because a lot, a lot of people just go to the tennis to have a good time. Doesn't doesn't matter whether you. Love tennis, or you're only sort of a, a casual fan or an armchair critic. A lot of people go to really enjoy the amenities that the Australian Open has to offer, and there are a lot of them. So, look, I'm pretty confident that they will get it done. I think for me, it just seems like there's just some some, some nuances and some intricacies that yeah. they still have to wind out, which is 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 really when you think about it, it's not it's not a surprise, yeah, and they need to get it right because it is just such a um, such a A a delicate issue that, as as we're seeing, even in Australia, in South Australia at the moment, it can just change with a click of the fingers. It it doesn't take much for it to just flip on its head.
0: Yeah, and we can't afford to take those risks here in Melbourne. We've been through it. We don't want to go through it again. So, um, fingers crossed that we can get it sorted. I think the tournament will go ahead as well. I don't think there's going to be any issues there, but they're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's, and that's more than fair enough. Um, considering what so. we, what we've been through and what the world is going through and what we've seen in um in America and um and Europe right now, I think America as Ben Rothenberg said that um they've been posting record record totals, um six over figures. over there, yeah, six figures in a day. In Europe is just getting worse and worse and worse. Coming into both winters in um the respective areas as well in um India. Has um has surpassed most countries with how they're going as well. So and we've got the cricket coming here with the Indian team touring um touring Australia over the next few weeks or over the next um over the coming months. So this is getting this is going to be pretty pretty interesting to see how Australia handles the international sports summer because we haven't really had to. We've had domestic sport with AFL, NRL, and a couple of other things happening. The WNBL has started now. Um, and the NBL will start soon and so will the Big Bash League. But um, international sport, cricket and tennis is going to test where we're really at and where the country is really at in terms of our biosecurity and what we can do. So I think it's a watch this space. And um, I think it's exciting more than anything that the fact that a couple of months ago there was no hope of us having having this tournament and now all of a sudden um, we're 19 days with no cases, no deaths. And I think that's a real um a real achievement and I think what the Victorian people have done, not the government, the people. The people oh, let's not
1: even go there.
0: <laughs> can't stress this enough. The people <laughs> the people what they have done um to achieve this has been absolutely amazing and people forgive too easy. They forgive much too easy. But never forget. Never forget, Joel. Oh,
1: Speaking of
0: cannon worms, Joel. I know. I've just opened up a whole a whole bout of attacks on myself right now, haven't I? Um, but you know what? I'm I'm sticking by that. I'm absolutely sticking by that. But let's get to our special guest, Mark Safoulis. And well, we've we've literally just hung up from him in one meeting, and we've started another meeting, Joel. And um, Mark Safoulis, the uh, the high performance <laughs> coach to the stars. I wouldn't be surprised if his coach Joe Biden, to be honest, with how with how much this man actually does. <laughs> and uh, we've already started the interview on a good note. He's the um the head coach of the tennis menu. And remember you can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search the tennis menu and subscribe to the package uh, online for just ninety-nine ninety US at the tennis menu.com. Mark Zapulis, thanks for joining us, mate.
2: Always a pleasure for you, boys. Anything I can do to help, I'm always willing. But uh, yeah, it's great to join you on your show uh, this time, which is really cool.
0: I know. We've literally just hung up from you doing one. And now um, uh, with the ATP Finals Daily Show that we're doing for the Tennis Menu. And uh, and now we're on here on Breakpoint. But um, we, we must spruik the ATP Finals Show because we're all part of that. And we must pump our own tyres as per as per the media. But... Um, Tell, uh, I was going to say, tell us about that, Mark, but it's, it seems so weird you telling us who is on the show, but essentially what it is, everybody is, and Mark can now explain. Uh,
2: yeah, Will you run at bellstar I'm just anticipating, but...
0: Um, You're the one that's being yeah, interviewed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, we, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely cool. We, we, de- we give a rundown of the, the matches and really dissect from a data perspective and obviously from a tactical perspective, how matches are won and lost, and and we get a little bit in depth into, into how that's done and obviously breaking down the results and what we think uh, moving forward. And, yeah, obviously we get got the best eight players in the world. And there's nothing better than dissecting what the best eight players in the world are doing because they leave the footprints to success. And, and it's obviously great for the, for the players down below to be watching, to take note, to be able to utilize that for the year 2021 and, and come back in a good way.
0: Yeah, exactly right, and I think um, w- what the tournament has shown so far has been the utmost of quality in tennis, as, um, as Joel and I have already discussed. But uh, from a, from a um, coaching perspective, the Tennis Menu has a webinar next week on Wednesday, um, 10 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Um, again, I will be part of that, So, but I'll get you to tell everybody else um, what the webinar is about and where they can find um, the subscription form and how they can sign up to join
2: yeah look it's it's one of those um things we've done the tennis menu for a long period of time now and, and uh basically we're going to talk a lot about the journey of coaching and i've been fortunate to be coaching multiple sports and athletes for over 20 years um from grand slam champions to gold medal olympic games winning players uh, i had a player win a gold medal in the commonwealth games um i've coached a latin dancer she was uh world number one in latin dancing from a performance mindset perspective and also i'm actually currently coaching a singer who is about to release her first album from a mindset perspective also and i want to go in depth into how uh coaching can become i guess something that is about people and not just about sport and and what you're coaching And, and it can be in leadership in life as well and basically you and i will discuss that we'll go in depth of how people perform, how people get to their optimal best um, and look at how we do that in multiple areas of life and what the journey of coaching has taught me and what I've learned along the way from some of the best tennis players around the world, including the Bryan brothers, uh, the Roddy Nova sisters who I've worked with, Victor Hurst, who's a Romanian Davis Cup player. Um, and we'll go in depth to some of the stories that they've taught me um, about coaching and where that's taken me in life as well and, and we'll, we'll connect the stories of, of life and sport and um, and hopefully bring that to life for all the audience. And you can just check that out all over social media. We've got links on our Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, it's been advertised every day, so you just got to click the link and, and register. It's all free. Um, there are spots. Spots are limited,
1: and we're pretty close to, to full capacity. So if you want to get in, get in pretty quickly. Yeah, head to at the tennis menu on Twitter. You might actually find that you'll be uh, interacting with the familiar uh, voice slash uh, face. Yeah. Um, that being me out. Um, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> familiar it's your, but you're not speaking to them you're just typing
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just uh i'm just i'm just adding you so uh, but it's this is your uh, first uh experience as novelle hosting a, a webinar
0: it is it is so um yeah who knows how that's gonna go um no 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 booby jokes or pp jokes um that's probably the first time I've ever I've ever said those two words on the sh- on this show. So, um, so yeah, um, yeah, definitely not. But no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And um, Mark and I have spent a lot of time with each other over Zoom this year, and um, we've had one face to face meeting, um, which was nice. Um, ever since the lockdown came out, but we've spent a lot of time together and um, talking about coaching and Mark's path and Mark's journey. So I'm really excited to to bring that to a lot of other people as well. So hopefully the capacity. Um, can be can be filled.
1: Yeah, getting quick, and uh, I'm pretty sure you won't be talking about Bernard Thomas like we did yesterday. But um, <laughs> well, let's talk about the actual uh, poison <laughs> We were chatting about it just before the the, the latest day of the year in finals, and it has been, We'll get to well Bernie later in, just, in the show. <laughs> it was it was a big, it was a big night. Um, uh, Tuesday night, our Wednesday morning here in Australia, and we were talking a bit about it before. Mark, um, with Andre Rublev and Stefanos Tsitsipas. And it was a real roller rollercoaster-type match. And both players had their chances, in particular Rublev, very late on. He had match point in the breaker and then double-faulted. Um, and he looks super, super tight. And I asked you on our Masters Finals daily show, that like, what, what, what would you be thinking if you were Rublev or if you were in his camp? And... You basically said that it's actually not necessarily uh, the worst position to be in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We talked a little bit about it because I feel feel like if something was in your control, you can always go back and fix that. Um, You know, you can always go and work on it. You know, it's a second serve. It's under pressure. Um, There's no doubt that, uh, you know, he'd be sitting there kicking himself right now. But obviously, it's a great lesson to learn at this stage in his career to be able to now move forward. Um, and be able to learn from that lesson, and, and hopefully down the track, he's in that same position in a Grand Slam or in a big moment where he he comes through it, and you know he'll remember this moment forever. But um, it'll be a great learning lesson for him. So you know it's really hard to if you're a coach and you get off the court and a match is taken away from you because there's not much you can really do about it. Like you can't get better from that. I mean, you can sit there and, and look at it and go, look. You know, he was too good, but what do you what do you work on from that? Whereas Rublev's like, well, I had the match on my racket. Um, I just need to go away and be able to calm my nerves a little bit and you know, improve my mindset for next year and make sure that doesn't happen again. So look it's gonna be something that he'll never forget, obviously, Andre Rublev, but you know, as you said, the match was toing and froing. I thought Sitsi Pass controlled the first half of the match and then you know it flipped totally where Rublev I thought had the chances to win it and and then obviously, you know, he probably had it on his own rack and choked it. But, you know, Tsitsipas ends up with the win and, and gives himself a chance to be able to move forward. And maybe if he defeats Rafael Nadal, put himself in a semifinal.
0: Exactly. And they played an epic match last year at uh, at the ATP finals with Nadal getting through that 1-7-5, going on to win that tournament. Um, so it, it's an interesting one, but... Looking at this event, and we we have discussed this on the on the ATP final show at the tennis menu. If you want on social media, if you want to go and find that, and on YouTube as well, of course. But the there is a next time. If you lose a match here, there is a next time. Not if you well. If you lose two matches, then most likely you're gonna you're gonna fall. But if you lose maybe one match or two, one match here and there in the group stage, you can still qualify. And you can still go through, so there is a next time. There's a there's a way to come back. How do you coach something like that? Because it's not it's not something a tennis player sees all the time.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's, it's obviously totally different. Um, and you know, we did make the comment in the first show of of, uh, of the Masters NITO ATP, whatever the hell it is called. We did make the comment that it's a free swing in your first round. It's literally a free swing. You know, you've got no. No, do or die, match, Um, You know, but it does make it quite challenging if you are one loss down to try and get back and make that final. Um, obviously, Titi losing his first one, but then going through and winning last or this morning, outside last night in London, um, it gives him a chance now. But yeah, it, it is very, very different to what we when we're normally having in. And this is where I feel like, you know, those best players in the world, Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, have been so good over many years because under the clutch moments, they've stood up. Um, And this gives an opportunity for those players, obviously probably the the bottom five players in the draw here, to be able to have that opportunity of a free swing early, get their nerves out and be able to play really well. And Andre Rublev did mention that in a post-match interview. He said that he was really, really nervous coming into the the first match, um, played a really horrible first match. Uh, but was able to play a lot better in his second one. But uh, now it's too late. He's lost both his matches and he's out of the draw. But, uh, you know, it, it is definitely a totally different situation. and One that I think is actually quite good to think about down the track, you know, in other events, other other kind of Masters events,
1: might be an interesting format to play. In the other group, a guy that very much does have the free swing mentality, I feel, going into his match with Alex Vera is Diego Schwartzman, And he he's a guy that we've spoken a lot about on the daily show boys like i mean what kind of what kind of chance did you give him mark against Vera? because i mean we we were saying that it's probably going to come down to the serve um with the with the slick surface and with alex's history on, on serve that we that we know all about but some i mean what, what kind of chance do you give him yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because
2: Verev is up and down. If he's serving well, he's hard to beat. If he's uh if he's off his game, he's really he's almost like beating himself. So, you know, we know what Diego Schwartzman's gonna bring. He's gonna compete really hard, he's gonna be good off the back of the court, he's gonna defend really well. Um, obviously Zverev can play bigger, um, he can impose himself on the match. So, you know, I think it's it's to lose. I think it's um Diego's gonna bring something. Um, but you know, I, I feel like it's it's to lose. So you know, my tip is definitely that we will get through this match. And it's, uh, as you said, the court surface this year is just so fast. You know, it's, it's suiting the players who serve really well. Unfortunately, Diego being five foot nothing really doesn't have, you know, the weapon in his serve to be able to hurt anyone. And that's what's probably hurt him so far in this tournament. Whether or not that hurts him again here it remains to be seen. But I, I feel like it's very as well. It's going to take it right out of Diego's hands.
0: Yeah, and I love how um the ATP got um the uh, the eight men to do a video um for the fans, and they gave Schwartzman the line this tournament's gonna be big, and he looks up and he goes, "Are you seriously giving me that line?" Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's um yeah, and, and look the way that he does play, he's going to trouble Zverev, but I think looking at the court speed, Mark, who does that suit more than anybody else?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think. It suits two kinds of players: either the player that can absorb really well, or the player that just serves unbelievably well. So you've got those two components. Now, if you look at the the absorbing player, you'd look at um, you know, uh, sorry, you'd look at Djokovic and Medvedev it would probably suit the most. Um, I think Dominic team is good on any surface, so you know I think it's, he's showing that at the moment that he's playing some really good tennis, no matter what the surface is like. Um, if it comes down to the serve, you know, Alex Verov is probably probably the biggest server in the draw. So if he serves really well, he could possibly do some real damage. Um, you know, we've talked about his off court demeanors and what's going on with uh, his life. In, in probably in private, but it's obviously being played out in public at the moment, and it's really hurting him, probably mentally. So if he can overcome that and he can serve really well, then he's a really good chance as well. So you're either a big server or a great absorber, and that will definitely suit uh, suit those players.
0: Yep, and uh, I think the brick walls of Djokovic and Medvedev might enjoy that as well. They love the ball coming onto their racket fast, so they can use that uh, use that pace against uh, against their opponents, but. Um, looking at at the tournament as a whole, who do you think wins and who do you think finishes runner-up?
2: Yeah, I think at the start of the tournament, I picked Djokovic and Medvedev to get pretty much all the way through and Novak to win it. Um, watching Dominic team though, over the last couple of matches, I think that he's definitely a show now that um, I probably underestimated the way he's played this year and we have gone through his stats and he's had a, quite a remarkable year on the hard court as well as um, what we thought he would do on clay, so you know, I feel like if uh, if team plays the way he's playing, he's going to be he's going to be right up there. But I'll still stick with the two players at the court surface probably suits more, and that's Djokovic and Medvedev, who obviously had a really good week last week. So um, I'll stick with those two. I think Djokovic to win win the tournament.
0: Yeah, I um, I reckon I might uh, I, I might be agreeing with you there. I, I think the, the way I had Rublev winning early, but he's uh, he's done. So maybe so switch. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think both of us did, but maybe switch the team now. I'm not sure. I think the way that Dominic teams playing is, uh, he's been in scintillating form, but Mark Sapoulis, thank you very much for joining us here on, uh, on Breakpoint podcast. Again, you are one of our, or one of our very few three time guests. So you must be doing something right to, uh, to, to get back on three times. But remember the webinar next week, next Wednesday, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern daylight time. Um, I'm not sure what that is internationally. You have to look that up, but, um, uh, for those, listening, those listeners here in uh, Australia, that's the time. Uh, Mark's a full and myself, and also the NITO ATP Finals daily show um, for my uh, for me, Mark, and Joel. We're all on that. You can follow The Tennis Menu on social media, Twitter at The Tennis Menu, Facebook The Tennis Menu, Instagram The Tennis Menu, LinkedIn as well. They're there, tennismenu.com. Subscribe. Um, I'm out of breath. Mark, thank you very much, mate.
2: <laughs> Always a pleasure, boys, and good luck with the rest of your show.
0: Thank you very much, Mark is There joining us on Breakpoint Podcast. How good is that man, Joel? He just um, he just knows everything about coaching and uh, everything there is to know about the world of coaching. And yeah, didn't know he coached a uh, a Latin dancer up until a few weeks ago, and also a singer. Um, so maybe there's hope for us yet that we can possibly, um, you know, rise and reach the stars.
1: Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, I've I've actually been practicing some uh, some guitar basics in the last few months, but I can't sing. So maybe I'll have to uh, get onto Mark, and maybe you can maybe teach me how to sing.
0: Or I'll sing, will <laughs> sing or for you, Josh. My I'll sing for uh, you. I don't know, man. I don't oh, okay. know, man. Uh, Yeah, that's all right. We can we can try. We'll do the Breakpoint band.
1: Sorry oh, yeah, podcast and band, band. Good. I mean, you've got. I mean, you're you're a, you're a host. You're soon to be an MC with with the tennis menu webinar. Maybe yeah. you could. Uh, you
0: could use it for, a, you could use those vocal cords to, to sing as well. I'd yeah. That'd be interesting. Use the diaphragm more. Use the diaphragm more. Both yeah. my parents can sing quite well. So, um, so okay. that's, um, so yeah, my dad trained to be a, was training to be a tenor and he's a tenor. So, or then, um, yeah, yeah. so can sing opera. But um, yeah, quite I'm, like some, mate. yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely no hope of that. Absolutely no hope. <laughs> um, I'd have to train for about 50 years and I'm already 24. So, um So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, look, it is time for, this is probably going to be the loosest Benoit of the week that we've ever had. Um, but, yeah, um, Bernard, Bernard Tomic. Um, look, Joel, he's a porn star.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, that was direct, but yes, it's true. So, um, He's now dating this model called Vanessa Sierra, and uh, he seems to be liking life. Um, I mean, there was this interesting photo of him uh, doing the rounds on uh, the Wide World Web this week. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Go look it up. Um, but uh, look, Bernard, I mean, more power to you. If it's working for you, and it, it clearly is, then you know what? Say love, Go for it, my friend.
0: Yeah, they, well, th- this said photo was him biting this girl's bare backside. Um, which was, yeah, fairly interesting. And the quote was, uh, oops, I convinced Tomic to do something bad. Swipe up to see the video. Sorry, mum. So, yeah, it was very interesting. She's actually done an interview on uh, on Australian radio and said that um, it was his idea to do this. But a tennis comeback is also (laughs) on the cards. So... Maybe that's not all she wrote for for Bernard Tommy I sure. uh, Look, I I don't know. I really don't know. But um, I don't even know whether this is a positive or a negative Benoit. It's
1: yeah. I, well, who knows? Actually, that's a yeah. valid point. I'm going to say a positive. I'm going to say a positive. But maybe that's what he needs just to de stress and you know just <laughs> swing freely on the court because he's he's clearly. Swinging oh, he's swinging freely.
0: Swinging freely. Court, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I I honestly I just cannot I. Of all the things that could have been on 2020 bingo, with all the crap that has happened this year and all of the things that we've seen and heard and and all the things that have happened, Bernard Tomic doing an OnlyFans video is not what I had in mind. Absolutely not what I had in mind. I think a global yeah, pandemic uh... <laughs> a global pandemic was probably more likely to happen than me <laughs> thinking that I'd say that. Yeah,
1: it um, just It just goes to it just goes show, Val, as, uh, as they say in the Classics, if all else fails, just start an OnlyFans.
0: <laughs> oh, God. That is, um, yeah, and that's probably the best way that we can leave you on Breakpoint Podcast. Bernard Tomic, <laughs> adult film star, the Warwick Capper of tennis. Um, but Warwick Capper did have the ability to kick a 100-goal season. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, oh, look, let's just end there. You can follow us on Breakpoint Podcast at, on Twitter. At our Breakpoint Pod, Facebook Breakpoint Podcast, Instagram Breakpoint Podcast, we're there. We've just uh, we've just cracked a milestone followers. You can go see us on Instagram there to see what number that is, and uh, also you can uh, subscribe to us on Wooshka, um, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify as well, wherever you get your shows from. We are there, Joel Frucci, It's been an absolute pleasure chatting uh, tennis and well a little bit more today. But who's your tip for the ATP Finals? Oh well, it, as
1: as we know, it was Andre Rublev, but I've got egg on my face now, so that's that's changing. Um, I think my winner is going to be Dominic Team. Yep. Really, really liking what he's producing so far. He's on fire, um, and I think he will beat Novak Djokovic in the final.
0: Yep, I think so as well. Um, I think Medvedev might push. Both of them, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a team Djokovic final, and um, I think the way that team's playing, um, yeah, I, I think he's got it. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be very exciting to see this tournament. Both of us going with Dominic team over Djokovic in the final. Joel, thank you very much, mate.
1: All right, that's good stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, good old Bernie worry capper lines. He is the worry capper of tennis. Um, I think now he kind of has to be. Um, but yeah, Joel, thank you very much, mate. Been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, as always, Val, see you next week.
0: See you then, and uh, yeah, we'll catch all of you next week as well on Breakpoint Podcast, reviewing the ATP Finals.